Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Ann Manx, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. For our Florida listeners, we also have an office in the Bonita Springs area. If you are interested in learning more about our offices, including a virtual tour of each location, please visit us at ellenbecker.com. On our website, you can put a face with the name because we have bios and videos for all our advisors as well. We also have a listing of all of our current events, plus links to past radio shows. And so when we are helping our clients with financial planning, it can be a bit overwhelming. There's a lot to think about, and every once in a while, life will throw you a curveball. And so we often like to discuss with our clients the fact that we can have the best plan in place but from a financial perspective, but then you walk out the door and all of that kind of goes away. And that's why we like to partner with other experts in this area so that they can cover you. So we have the financial plan in place, but then you're also okay when you go on vacation or if you decide to really live your retirement dreams. And so one of the things that we want to talk about, and a lot of our clients do, is they become snowbirds. So they move from our location which right now is wintry, to something that might be a little warmer. And so there's a lot of logistical things that could go, th- go through that. And so today for this show, what I have is an expert in this area. Her name is Tammy Cross. She is a private client executive with R&R Insurance. And she knows all about this. And so thank you so much for, for coming and, and helping My us with pleasure. this topic. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, definitely. Looking forward to talking more about this. And um, as, uh, as you mentioned, my name is Tammy Cross, and I am a private client executive at R&R Insurance. R&R Insurance is an independent agency. We are headquartered and located in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, just close by here to Ellen Becker been with R&R Insurance for the past uh, 14 years now as a private client executive. One of the many benefits of being an independent agent is having the capabilities to work with multiple different insurance carriers so we can find the best combination of coverage and costs for my clients and their needs rather than having the to fit my client into the needs and requirements of an insurance company. Mm-hmm. So as one of the largest independent agents, agencies in Wisconsin, we have resources and the capabilities to find the fit. So Snowbirds is definitely something I come across and I enjoy talking about. Um, I like to take the time to educate my clients and I want to really know where their insurance dollars, what it's providing to them. And I think insurance is overwhelming a lot of times. And so sometimes that maybe not something they want to talk about or they don't understand. So by simplifying the process and talking to my clients in a way that just makes sense, 
um, I feel then I've done my job well, and I, a reward is a loyal customer and a client and somebody um, that's happy. So and many referrals come from that. <laughs> so. Well, that's perfect. And, you know, and one of the things you mentioned, too, is that insurance can be so overwhelming. And sometimes we think we have everything covered, exactly. and then something happens, and then you realize you don't have the coverage. And so really, when it comes from home and auto, mm-hmm. can you just give us just basic what is auto insurance, what is home insurance, and then also we just spoke, I think it was last week, but umbrella insurance, because that's another type of insurance that can help in these Mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. So if you could just kind of lay the ground on what each one of those are and what they cover, and then we can kind of talk about definitely what happens when you become a snowbird. Yes, definitely. So we represent many companies. So what I'm going to talk about is a general, you know, generalization. So each company has different requirements, but homeowners insurance on a basic level is um, coverage to provide. Uh, for your dwelling and the property you um, own, as, along with the interior contents of the home. Um, it also provides liability protection um, in the event of a lawsuit. Uh, and auto insurance is coverage for you and the driver of the vehicle. And then, of course, uh, physical damage and comprehensive that goes with the auto insurance covers the vehicle itself. Um, and every state has different requirements for mm-hmm. auto insurance. Um, and so, you, you know, knowing the requirements of that specific state and making sure that the company, you know, not all companies can write in every state. So that's also a differentiation when it comes to snowbirds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a personal umbrella insurance goes along with that. That is an additional layer of liability protection that can extend over your home, your auto, and any other exposure. So additional residents in Florida or um, ATVs, snowmobiles, boats, those are all additional exposures. And they would be provided or, or covered under the umbrella to, again, protect the fi- assets and the, mm-hmm. you know, the earnings that you're growing. So... Um, well, and one of the things that you had mentioned about the umbrella policy, which I I kind of knew, but you explained it really well, it was that there can be extended coverage right. versus actually writing an umbrella policy. Right. So that's an excess policy. That's, um, oh, okay. Right. Yep. So there's a, a true umbrella policy is an additional $1 million of liability protection, and that uh, is worldwide, and that covers you and any, um, you know, any vehicles and anything that's covered under the umbrella. An excess liability policy, oh, and again, I'll also say that a true umbrella policy covers um, some coverages that aren't automatic in a homeowner's policy, such as personal injury and libel, slander. A true umbrella policy is going to provide that million dollars of protection, Mm. plus then um, a defense cost in addition. Where an excess policy, some not all carriers write a true umbrella policy. So knowing um, what your policy actually states and if it is a true umbrella versus an excess liability, because an excess liability policy may have a million dollar limit, uh, which is you know the, the requirement or the standard of an umbrella, mm-hmm. but it might not follow the form of an umbrella policy. So it's essentially just giving you. Uh, the same coverages that you have on that home policy, which if it doesn't include the personal injury or the libel, and um, again, then the defense costs would not necessarily be in addition. So there is a definite, definite distinguish between the two policies and knowing what you have and having a review mm-hmm. and making sure that um, someone like a, a, your agent or someone, you know, in my mind um, would be able to, you know, look at it, make sure it's correct. Yeah. Well, and also you mentioned um, in the training that, 
you might have, I don't know, like a snowmobile or right, a motorcycle right. somewhere it, else, but because it's not it, listed on the umbrella yeah. policy, that doesn't mean it's going to be covered. So it, my gosh, snowmobiles, unfortunately, you know, we see such horrific accidents and claims and they, um, a lot of times, I mean, those aren't something that you necessarily have to have insured. Mm-hmm. They're not licensed for the, you know, road use. So sometimes people will just forget or not even think about it and just assume that it's covered maybe under your homeowner's insurance where, the liability, um, you know, that is not necess- that's not an automatic coverage. And definitely your umbrella policy, any exposure or additional, you know, if you have an additional home or you have a youthful operator, you know, those need to be listed on your um, umbrella policy and um, so that in the event of a tragic accident or a reason for it that it's covered, you know, follows the... Yeah, because that's one of the things that I wouldn't think of. I'd I'd be like, yeah, I sat down with my insurance agent. I talked about my home and my car. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even think about, oh, by the way, I have this motorcycle Mm -hmm. that I use maybe three times a year. Or I have this snowmobile that's actually sitting up in my cabin. Oh, I forgot to tell you about that as well. I will say that that is definitely something with having those conversations. You know, when you maybe have a different XYZ company who insures your home here in Wisconsin and maybe another one even in Wisconsin that's up north and mm-hmm. because it's in a rural area there's a mom and pop insurance agency who writes that home and you don't think to tell your uh, your primary homeowners insurance mm-hmm. that you have that and then there's that gray area or that possible coverage gap um, you know and it's very unfortunate you want to find those things out ahead of time yeah and that's why having those open conversations and just being upfront and honest and and just you know getting to know your customers as a whole and, and talking with your you know that's what we're here for you know I yep. want if if you know we don't necessarily have to insure it with the same company but it, it, knowing it so we can make yep. sure it's protected right so well definitely. and then you can include that in your analysis and Correct. so yes. if you might be sitting across the table from me and and think I only have you know xyz assets mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you might say a million dollars is yep. great for an umbrella policy but then you're like wait you have something in a different state and you have a family cabin that's shared with your brothers exactly up north. those are like all things. of those things you need to put together when yes. you sit down yes. and talk to somebody and, and knowing mm-hmm. or having somebody that has the ability to mm-hmm. go to multiple carriers yes. or deal with multiple locations, I think, would mm-hmm. be an important part. Definitely, as I well. can't say enough great things about. I mean, I enjoy being an independent agent. It's the only, you know, in my opinion. But yes, so we can find if you mm-hmm. have that snowmobile or that cabin up north with the wood burning stove in an outbuilding that your insurance company does not know about. <laughs> you know, we have we have options. So yep. definitely um, appreciate. Yeah. And one of the other things before we go to our first break, one of the things is you had mentioned that each state has a different limit when it comes yes, to right. auto. Mm-hmm. So in Wisconsin, what is our coverage minimums right now? The minimal in Wisconsin, the requirements is 25,000 bodily injury liability limits per person, 50,000 per occurrence, and 10,000 for personal property. Those are very low, but that is the minimal requirements in Wisconsin. Um, we've changed our state law. Um, so unfortunately, even though we are required to carry insurance in Wisconsin, uh, they don't, you don't prove insurance unless there's a reason. So you get pulled over for an accident or a reason, and that's when they're going to find out what those state limits are. And they are very low, mm-hmm. but those are the minimal. But yes, yeah, so every state does have different um, auto liability requirements and limits. And so knowing what state you're and I guess the biggest thing there also is um, like we talked about having a vehicle in Florida mm-hmm. and here is um, titling where you title and register your vehicle and the vehicle's garage primarily that is where you want to insure your vehicle okay. so if your vehicle is 
here in Wisconsin and you're driving it down to Florida, you will want to insure it in Wisconsin. And then your auto, um, your auto liability policy is going to follow you from state to state. And in the event of a claim in that state, it will re- react in the way that that state's insurance is required. So um, I guess that's uh, just in a nutshell, but yes. Yeah. So if you would go from Wisconsin to Florida, you insure in Wisconsin, um, but you also need to make sure you have the minimums of whatever state as well, or does your insurance cover that? No, your insurance is going to cover, right. So your insurance is insured to the requirement in in your state, the docile state. Okay. But in the event of a claim where you go to Michigan, for example, and they have a first party coverage, your insurance will in turn transfer into the requirements of that state. Okay. Assuming you have coverage. Right. Right. You're not going to just get insurance. Right. But yes, it will transform into the requirements, the minimal of that state. Well, in our next segment, what I'd really like to do is start talking about real life examples of individuals who live in one state, move to another state, and then just the different ways that you can do that, because there's so many different ways. You can own a home down there. You can rent a home. You can own a home and rent it later. You could have two different cars. You can have one car. So just kind of talking through some of those scenarios and some of the things that might go wrong and best ways to cover. So with that, we'll take a small break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mank. I'm a certified financial planner and CPA with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Tammy Cross, who is a private client executive with R&R Insurance. And today we're talking about home and auto insurance, especially when we're talking about being a snowbird. That's often a goal with most of my clients. And so we always talk about the money side, but we don't talk about the liability or what might go wrong. So what are some scenarios or pitfalls or things that you've seen that our listeners might benefit from hearing from? Definitely. Great. Again, my name is Tammy with R&R Insurance. And um, just uh, in general, some ideas when becoming a snowbird, I think that's kind of... uh, you know, money-saving tips and just like you said, scenarios. So we represent so many different companies um, at R&R, so I know that not all insurance companies are equal when it comes to coverages. And so um, not all companies can write in every state. So I'm going to speak in general terms here, and I recommend you have a conversation with your agent. But um, insurance is, in Wisconsin, insurance is far less expensive than in Florida, period. There's just no way Mm. around it. So um, you know, if you own a vehicle and you will use that vehicle in both places, be sure to register it in Wisconsin and insure it in Wisconsin. Um, wherever the vehicle is registered, that is where it needs to be insured. And as I mentioned, it's far less expensive to insure in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will try to make primary or Florida their primary location because it's a no no um, tax no income tax state, and so. Mm-hmm. This usually involves getting a Florida driver's license, um, and, and, and it becomes difficult to obtain your primary auto insurance in Wisconsin because pri- uh, insurance companies will want to see a Wisconsin driver's license within a few months. So they get tricky like that. Yes, they do. <laughs> so while it is less expensive, you just want to make sure that you know if you are truly in Florida, uh, the vehicle's garage there, and it's uh, you have a Florida driver's license, you know, that is that is the state that it should be insured with, and the, um, that would be the primary. So okay. um, some another um, thing we talked about is renting mm-hmm. versus owning a home or a condo. So 
Um, if you are going to rent a, a, a home for the uh, winter months in Florida or, or, or Arizona or wherever, um, you can uh, endorse a temporary residence onto your Wisconsin homeowner's policy. Hmm. Um, it's a, usually a minimal premium, if any. Uh, but again, make sure you have that conversation with your agent to know what is covered and what the limits are to make sure you're not um, assuming there's coverage when there's not. But that's uh, definitely, you know, an expensive option if you're intending and to And that rent. would be for whether you're doing Airbnb right. or renting from right. a regular rental place, right. right? Yes, and that's assuming you're the one renting. Airbnb, if you're renting out your home, that's a different scenario. Oh, got but it. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. If through Airbnb or any, you know, if it's going to be more than a short week or a, a vacation, you know, mm-hmm. if it's a temporary residence, yes. Um, okay. Definitely, you can endorse that onto your home. So, okay. Good to know. Um, another um, thing, just to point out and make sure you know, uh, when you, when you're looking at purchasing a home or a condo in another state, uh, make sure you know the insurance requirements of that state and that specific location. And what I'm talking about, Florida, as an example, has mm-hmm. a lot of restrictions and exclusions. Uh, and requirements for wind and hurricane coverage. Oh, um, they have updated flood maps, uh, which may require a, a full flood policy. Um, and some of those properties you look at, and they don't necessarily seem like they would be in a flood or hurricane area, but the uh, the mapping has been redone, mm. um, and so. knowing that ahead of time can save you a lot um, of headache and just insurance cost in general. Um, When my clients call me up and they say that they're looking at um, XYZ in Naples, you know, I can pull pull the flood map zone and look at the um, area and and kind of uh, discuss those options with them as well. So definitely knowing Knowing when you're before you're purchasing is um, a tip I can give you, especially in Florida. Having an annual policy review and open conversations really are the key. You okay. Know, talking to your agent about all of your exposures, um, even if your agent can't perhaps write a home in Florida, uh, they should know about it, like we talked about earlier, to make sure there's any gaps or ways to eliminate duplicate coverage. Um, like we talked about, the personal umbrella policy, as an example, can be... With most carriers, um, you can extend your liability over the home that's insured with in Florida through the company in Florida, but listed on your policy with XYZ um, in Wisconsin just as an additional exposure. And so, again, not the same company insuring the home mm-hmm. versus the umbrella, but it will provide the coverage. So um, just making sure, again having those open conversations so and so for the umbrella um would the florida home so let's say you did go to two different insurance agencies and so you have one for wisconsin one for florida and your umbrella policy is with your wisconsin home Mm -hmm. if you don't tell your wisconsin agent that you have this florida coverage Mm -hmm. and something would happen does that umbrella cover that or not it does and it doesn't it depends it's going to cover you as the um, insured something that would happen but not necessarily if it happened at that residence it's going to if you have that excess policy that we discussed you know it might Mm -hmm. not be a true umbrella and there could at the time of a loss you don't want to find out that it's excluded so just talking about it ahead of time and reviewing the requirements of the um, umbrella contract Mm -hmm. and knowing because an umbrella policy, there is an additional charge for every exposure because it opens up the possibility mm, of it being it. used. And so without those exposures being 
listed and uh, and addressed, it's not an automatic coverage. And so, yes, that's that's that gray area you want to know up front. Um, okay. But definitely, you know, those are options. And okay. To talk about. And one of the other, when I think about a Florida home, a lot of them might have a pool right, attached right. to it. So yes. I'm thinking I'm, I'm going down, I'm getting a home, I'm talking to my agent down there, and they say, you need a million-dollar umbrella policy because you have right, the pool right. here. But you also have a million dollar in the Wisconsin one. That's a great question because I actually just had this exact scenario. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, it's true. And so I had a, a client who I was working with, and they came in with their policies, and they brought me all of their Florida policies. And I was noticing what you just said. They had a personal umbrella policy in Florida, mm-hmm. along with their home that's also in Florida, and they had their vehicle in Florida and a watercraft, all in Florida, okay. and it makes sense. And then they also have their Wisconsin home and their Wisconsin vehicles and their Wisconsin motorcycles and they also had a seasonal up north and an umbrella policy. Okay. And so the insured was doing the right thing. They they wanted to make sure that yeah. they had an um, a personal umbrella policy um and they you know they had a lot of uh, wealth and they had a, a lot of assets to protect. Um but by doing so I noticed that they had two policies and so the umbrella policy that I was able to provide to them did incorporate those other exposures, which we kept in Florida, insured through a, another agency. Um, but that a personal umbrella policy in Florida was able to be canceled, and those exposures from Florida were added onto their personal umbrella policy here in Wisconsin. So it eliminated duplicate coverage, and we were able to save the insured a considerable amount of money. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely those things that you want to talk about and make yep. sure that are addressed. And so, yeah. Because it's not like they had $2 million in, in coverage, no, right? They right, just had right. two $1 million two, policies. Eight, exactly. And then those two insurance companies would have fought, fought out, out saying yes, yep, who would pay that out. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, yeah, what, I mean, what if it happened in, uh, you know, out of the country because it's worldwide coverage with yeah. an umbrella? Who's going to pay then? So, right. Those gray areas are definitely something you want to, you want to you know, um, but not all insurance companies are equal. So the um, the policy yeah. that was in Florida, yeah. um, it was not a true umbrella. It was an excess policy. And so that requirements, they would not extend their umbrella policy over another um, homeowner's policy that was not insured through, through them. them. Through them. Uh. So every, like I said, all insurance companies aren't equal when it yeah. comes to coverages and requirements. And so knowing that upfront is definitely, you know, advantageous and, that same scenario, um, the, the husband was the, um, he owned a home in Wisconsin. He owned the vehicle in Wisconsin. He had a Wisconsin driver's license. Yeah. However, the wife owned the home in Florida, and she had a Florida driver's license, and she had Florida vehicles. Uh. And so they were able to take advantage of both of the tax benefits, and um, we were able to find a, a combination to accommodate all of those scenarios. So there's a lot of moving parts, but yeah. definitely um, <laughs> a different scenario. Um, I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times what I hear my clients say is that they will um, – we always talk about the cars. Like, should I get two cars and have one at each location? Should I have one car and just drive it down? Um, or should I just leave my car here and then we're just in a gated community where you don't need a car right, anymore? Right. Uh, is there really a good answer for that? Yes and no. Um, one of the good things, uh, I mean, it's less expensive to insure, like I said, the vehicle here in Wisconsin and having coverage here. Um, in, in that scenario, you want to, I mean... 
whatever works best for your clients ultimately. If they drive their vehicle down and they keep it during those months there and then drive it back up to Wisconsin, that works for them great. The insurance is going to stay in Wisconsin and it's going to cover them there. If it's easier for them to get on a plane and have a vehicle in Florida, uh, they could have one at each location. And one of the good things about talking to your agent there is even, again, if they're with different companies, you could take advantage of a multi-vehicle discount, even if it's Uh. with another company. Uh So something to consider. Um, Again, not all companies will allow it, but many, many of them will. Um, And another thing to consider, if you do have one vehicle in Wisconsin and one in Florida or Colorado or Arizona, when you leave Wisconsin to go to Florida, you can take the physical damage coverage and the liability um, coverage off of the vehicle here in Wisconsin while it sits and leave comprehensive coverage only on it, which is minimal premium. So save yourself some money there. And then when you come back, you know, add the coverage back on and vice versa. So taking it off when you're here versus uh, when you're there and save yourself some money. But well, that's a good money saving mm-hmm, tip definitely. that when you're thinking about having two locations, make sure you sit down with your agent and let them know when that is so that you aren't paying for things you're not using, exactly. making sure you continue to have the coverage right. yep. that you need and nothing more. Yes, exactly. That's that's And those are the things that a lot of times people don't think of, and that's what we're here for. And so definitely, yes, take advantage of the money-saving tips that you can get when it comes to having to pay the premiums. So. Right. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, we'll take another quick break. And then when we come back, we'll keep talking about some scenarios that happen or that you've seen. Um, but I also want to get into... You know, a lot of people in Wisconsin have their up north cabin, and mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily being a snowbird, but you're living in two locations, you're spending, you know, maybe summers up there or mm-hmm. equal time mm-hmm. between the mm-hmm. two. So you have a lot of the same scenarios, um, but you're in the same state sure. usually now. And so um, I'm sure there's, a, you know, a lot of examples of, yeah. oh, make sure you think about this as well. So we'll talk about that as soon as we come right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mink, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today I have Tammy Cross, who is with R&R Insurance. She's one of their private client executives. And we are talking a lot about home and auto, property and casualty insurance when you are a snowbird. And, and really what we're talking about is, well, how do we make sure we're covered when we're not always in our home base? Um, And one of the things during our break that I was thinking about is our pet. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of clients who have their pet. They bring their pets with them as they travel back and forth. And I know that sometimes having insurance and having a pet, particularly a dog, Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. be a little... I don't know, a little different, or you just really have to watch what your coverage is. There's a big gray area there for sure, yeah. Yep. So what's the best or what should they be looking for as they're moving their pet cross state? Sure, yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, a pet is, um, every insurance company, when they're writing a new homeowner's policy or renters or uh, condo, uh, they uh, they have specific breeds that they either won't insure or don't you know at the time of the policy they'll ask you uh, and if you many of those however you know um, I'm talking pit bulls or Rottweilers and okay. so there are dog exclusion lists but once you have a homeowner's policy and you have a American Eskimo which is not a, a dog that is um, have a history of any kind of violence and um, so your pet is an extension of you and your your liability of your home and so. In the event that you're away from home or you're on a boat or you're in Florida with your dog and maybe it's agitated or just not the way it normally behaves in Mm -hmm. the event of 
I mean, gosh forbid, a uh, bite claim. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're or just get spooked or spooked exactly. Yeah. I mean, you just never know sometimes. So yes, that that pet is an extension of you, and your your homeowner's policy liability will come into play there, and um, and that would wouldn't matter if you're at your house or on a boat, like I said, on a lake or in Florida, your your policy will, you know, um, pay out and act accordingly. So well, that's good to know. We yeah, want to take yeah. care of Rover. Right. Um, and then when you're, you know, you're in a, a couple of different places and this insurance can get overwhelming. And then let's say you are working towards becoming a resident in Florida because right, right. you want that income benefit. Sure. But then you forget to tell your insurance agent that, oh, yeah, I do have the driver's license and I do mm-hmm. register my car now in Florida and I do file Florida taxes, but you're still claiming Wisconsin is your home base. Sure. What are the liabilities or the exposures you have at that point? Uh, as far as, I mean, the liability portion, there you may be canceled. Like the, the insurance company, if they find out you have that Florida driver's license and you are... The, the companies, the contract will, they'll give you maybe a 30-day window to get a Wisconsin driver's license or a 60-day requirement. And then the insurance company can and has the right, if you don't or, you know, you are moving towards the Florida, they can have the right to cancel your policy and you would have to obtain, you know, coverage in, in the state that you're from if they don't write in that state. So Got it. just making sure you're upfront and honest uh, from the get-go because the underwriters are going to find that out in the, in the, you know, on the back end. And so... Well, that's kind of was I thinking is that you get into an accident down there Mm -hmm. even if it's a you know just a car accident and you need to file a claim Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like oh I forgot to tell my agent (laughs) so would you still be covered then yes yes I mean the policy will it doesn't mean you're not gonna be canceled then or non-renewed but right so they give you a grace period to get that um, Wisconsin driver's license or turn your you know change your state back to the Wisconsin but um, yeah, once once that notice goes out, you know, but the policy will pay out once it's, if it's still in force. And so they'll pay so. it out and then cancel it because <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, yeah. you're in Florida. <laughs> it could, it could. Yeah, if the vehicle's garage there and, you right. know, it, they, they, it should be, um, you know, um, insured appropriately. So, yeah, yeah, a contract goes both ways for okay. insurance and, you know, vice versa. So. God. Knowing up front what you have and what isn't covered is definitely the key. You know, I hear so many negative stories about this company or this company. Yeah. And oftentimes that is a result of miscommunication mm-hmm. and not knowing what you had up front. And so I'd rather be thorough and have you understand that this could happen or you didn't have this coverage than to find out at the time of claim and make, you know, resent me or the company when that shouldn't have been the case. So, yeah. Right. And a lot of the clients that we work with, especially the newer clients, um, that is part of our process is to do a review of their right, home and right. auto because a lot of times, first of all, we might not know what our policy right. has. We just know, a lot of times we look at, okay, do we have the minimum, minimum coverage? Mm-hmm. What's my deductible? Can I handle that? And how, and much how much is my premium? premium? Yeah. Yep, that is all people. <laughs> and, and so, right, knowing up front is definitely key. And, you know, it's not assuming that all policies are equal because they're not. Personal injury cover, coverage, for example, you know, that libel, slander, those things, that's not automatic on a homeowner's policy you know you have to make sure you're reading the language and the verbiage and and knowing um the policy and that's why what you're buying is a piece of paper so that's what we're here for is to make sure we can review it and that you know what you're buying and yep. you're, you're uncovered so. and i think a lot of us would be fine with our coverage we just need to know what it doesn't cover yep. so that we aren't blindsided right. at a point yes. where we are just frustrated sure. or things are going wrong in the first yeah. place and then to be blindsided exactly. with that so backup of sewer and drain that's like a that's oh especially in milwaukee yeah oh, wait, I will, no, no, 
no, I'm sorry, sump pump backup and oh. sump pump um, overflow and backup of sewer and drain, especially just in Wisconsin yep. with the you know if your power goes out and your sump pump can't keep up and mm-hmm. people just assume you have coverage in your basement for the that and you it, that's probably the most overlooked coverage option that we hear about. So oh, that's yeah, a good point. knowing that because it's not automatic, but yeah, in Milwaukee for the backup, yeah, you know, yes, definitely. Um, but well, yeah. and that's a, a typical thing that might happen while you're gone. Exactly, and that we were talking on the break yeah. as well about um, some of the safety measures and the requirements that maybe you don't think of, but uh, definitely important. Like you, when you're going to Florida or even up north for a, a period of time, make sure you turn off the water or you know, shut off the water to your home or maintain the heat because you have a uh, responsibility too to the contract. And so you're gone and the, your pipes freeze, you might not know about it until you come home and you have an ice dam or you know, six inches of frozen water. It's just the scenarios and the, you know, the, what we see on the other end, it, it mm-hmm. can just be overwhelming. So something simple as turning off the heat or tur- maintaining the heat or turning off the mm-hmm. water. Um, another great feature now is the Nest, um, any kind of those smart devices, the temperature controlling, the thermostats, the fire, de- you know, the fire detections mm-hmm. and being able to do that remotely. It's really it's a game changer and it's really um, helped. We you know, I personally have it and I can tell you firsthand how nice it is to be able to turn up that heat or turn it off <laughs> or know that, you know, something yeah. is going on when you're away that you have some control over so yes well and from um being able to prove that yes you are being right. diligent yes. about making sure that you did the right things yes. i mean having that helps your Preser- case it's, it, it's a pleasure yes exactly and it and people might not even know this it can be a discount most carriers now are giving a small discount for having that so yes oh. yeah good to know if you yeah. have a nest or a ring <laughs> or any of those you know check with your agent and see if it's a discount because it, it, it is with many carriers now so yeah are there any other tips that you would have for when people leave their wisconsin home you know okay make sure you turn off the water make sure that the heat is set low but not too low right right maintain a heat so yeah so that the pipes don't freeze Mm -hmm. and things like that having a friend or family member checking your home that's unoccupied regularly just you know um the natural you know um, moving a car maybe or turning on a light just something to you know make sure that it's secure um, another thing uh, we kind of mentioned and maybe would get overlooked would be if you have vaulted jewelry, some uh, jewelry or furs that you keep in a vault or a safety, you know, um, and you decide you want to take those pearls with you when you go to Florida for New Year's Eve and you're going to wear them, making sure you let your agent know that you're taking those with you because, again, that's a, a different scenario coverage in a vault versus outside of a vault. So there's certain things like that, um, just having that open conversation and, and, and more information is better than not enough. Yeah. So definitely. Definitely. Well, that's a good point, too, because a lot of times you might take something down to Florida and you're like, OK, I'm going to go out like maybe you're in a gated community mm-hmm. and they have a fancy dinner right. once a month. And so then you bring out the pearls mm-hmm. or you bring out the nice mm-hmm. jewelry or you wear, you know, your wedding ring, right. which you typically don't wear. Um, not that you wouldn't wear your no, wedding no, ring, but, exactly. you know, the nice yes, one. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, you know, you might just bring that out and not think anything of right, it, right. and then it gets lost. That or mysterious damaged. disappearance, exactly. Yeah. That is, that is. I mean, that's why we buy the coverage for that. So yes, um, making sure you have that conversation, and then if you if Christmas is coming, my gosh, if people get mm-hmm. um, jewelry, make sure you have that conversation too with yeah. your agent because mysterious disappearance and theft on jewelry is not an automatic coverage on your homeowner's insurance. You need to 
schedule those items um, accordingly. So definitely yep. another thing to think about. Yeah. So. so all of you people that are proposing over I the holidays, know, true, <laughs> talk true. to your insurance agent. <laughs> it's the, and that's the other thing. It's the, the guy who's holding the ring. It's their responsibility to insure it until they give it to me when oh. I'm holding it. Then it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> another awesome <Yes>. tip. <laughs> um, and then a lot of times, so we're talking about being a snowbird, but there's a reverse direction that we tend to take in Wisconsin as well. Uh, maybe owning a home up north and all the bells and whistles and toys and things that go along with that. So um, we'll take another small break, but what I want to do when we come back is talk about what if we have that cabin up north? How do we make sure that's insured? And then what happens if oh, my brothers and I own a cabin mm -hmm. up north. And, like, how do we make sure that it's covered as we're going back and forth and different people are in that cabin? So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm your host, Ann Mank, Certified Financial Planner and CPA with Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today we have Tammy Cross with us, who is a private client executive with r, &R Insurance. And so when we have a cabin up north, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we go up, maybe it might be every weekend, maybe it might be for the entire summer. Um, we tend to do different things at a cabin than we sure, do yes. at our home, tends to have maybe a lake, a boat, pontoons, you know, there's a lot of fun things we do sure, up, yes. north, up north. So what... What do we need to keep in mind when it comes to our home and auto up there? Right. No, it definitely it's a different ball game when it comes to the um, secondary or seasonal homes. So there's also that differentiation. You know, we have the seasonal homes that are just used during the summer months and then winter months they maybe don't have heat or they don't have running water you know mm. so there's the seasonal homes and then we have the secondary home which are the ones that you're still going to be going up north to in the winter at least just to check on it and things like that but uh yeah when it comes to the additional residents um a lot of times those properties will have um, maybe a dock or a, a pier or a boat lift or a boat house. Um, just uh, talking to your agent, making sure you know um, if there's coverage for those automatically. Um, do they exclude certain things? Not, like I said, not all insurance companies are equal, um, and some will have exclusions or just not automatic coverage. So, And um, a lot of times toys will go along with the seasonal or the secondary resonances and and um, knowing, you know, if uh, you have a pontoon boat and it's an outboard boat that um, you just assume is covered, which, you know, um, many times with your homeowner's insurance, a pontoon or an outboard motorboat is automatically covered. Um, but there are carriers who don't cover that. So um, just kind of um, going through the different toys and the different options. If you have an ATV and it's used only on your property and you go get the mail or plow your driveway, you know, there's coverage for liability there. But if you take that ATV and you're going on the trails, the coverage ends. Oh, so you need to know where to know. That, yeah, you need to know <laughs> where that line is and what each company says and, and things like that. So, ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. And then the example that I brought up before of, what if my brothers and I all sure. own yeah. a place? Like, how does that work? Does my coverage cover that when I'm there, but not when I'm gone? Or do we need to get a separate policy as a group? Like, how would what's the best way to handle that? There are definitely different scenarios, and every company has its requirements. But making sure that if 
me and you own a home together mm -hmm. and it's deeded or titled to both of us um there's going to be the named insured which is going to be and you know you're going to be the named insured uh -huh. and we need to make sure that i am listed as an additional insured or additional named insured and so making sure that um what one policy covering it has all of the siblings or all of them need to be listed on that policy as additional insureds so that there is coverage in the event of a liability claim you know that they can't come after just one specific person so Yes, um, and some companies won't allow more than one additional named insured or a trust. You know, every every company has different requirements, and so making sure you have that conversation so that you don't insure the property and I don't insure the property, right. and then the event of a claim, you know, have to fight that out in the back end and double paying. So, yes, uh, that's that's another moving part. I guess there's a lot of different options there. But is it um, when it comes to Insuring it personally versus a trust or an LLC right. insuring it is one of those easier to do than the other. Um, well, every, some companies won't uh, insure a trust, or I'm sorry, won't insure a LLC on a personal um, homeowner's policy or a dwelling policy, and so uh, if that is the requirement, uh, uh, business. LLC yep. um, or any kind of business owner's policy is, is typically going to be more expensive. And so it, that is definitely a hang up, but it gives you that liability protection in the event of a claim, you know, so an LLC gives you that it, it's for the members of that LLC mm -hmm. versus going after you personally. So there's a, a van, advantage that you know more, you know, about. Yeah. Um, but then as far as an insurance, there's not all companies will allow it. So knowing that, um, Having that conversation again and kind of trying to find the best scenario to make sure you're covered liability-wise and, you know, for the most cost-effective way is the way. Got it. And also, too, when you're talking about secondary versus seasonal homes, sure. uh, when it comes to a secondary home, at what point does your primary switch to your secondary? Because as individuals retire, they tend to spend more and more time, mm -hmm. or they might have the home down here, but then they end up only coming down here for the holidays sure. and really are spending most of their time sure. up north. Can they still keep their home here as the primary? Yes. As far as the cost difference uh, in a secondary home versus a primary home, it's not going to um, outweigh or benefit one way or the other. Um, I mean, a vehicle might benefit more to say your vehicle's garaged up north than it would to than say Milwaukee County. Milwaukee County, <laughs> right. So that might be where you could do the savings if you're going to actually make your up north Door County home your primary home and your Milwaukee location, your secondary, you can make your vehicle insurance your primary up in Door County to save you that way. But as far as um, the home portion, it's it's going to be a kind of a, you know, they've got it. But most likely they're going to be with the same, hopefully they're going to be with the same insurance right. company. That makes it easier. Right. So. <laughs> Consolidate as but much yes, as you can. Definitely. You can usually get money savings. And then also, um, like we were talking to, that probably the most important thing in this whole thing is just talk to your agent. Mm -hmm, Let mm -hmm. them know what you have mm -hmm. and how it's covered mm -hmm. and run some of these scenarios yes. past your agent right. saying, well, what if this and right. what if that? Right. So that you can walk through some of those differences. And then that way, when you're moving back and forth, you know you're covered right. no matter what And happens. hiding something like that. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes maybe as an insured, I could see where they're maybe afraid to tell you or don't want to mm -hmm. pay. But in the in reality, it's not hiding as much as uh, ultimately it, it, it will maybe get found out in the event of a claim, you know, we'd rather right. talk about that up front. And I'm not saying I'm going to
going to require you to move your home that's insured with uh, this company in Florida. Nope. I just want to know about it and make sure you're protected because right. that's what we're here for. So right, definitely. exactly. And so if our listeners want some additional information or if they have a question, how is the best way to contact you and get a hold of you? Sure, definitely. Tammy Cross, I'm uh, R&R Insurance. Uh, my phone number 262 502 3852. That's my direct phone number, um, myknowledgebroker.com, and Tammy, T A M M Y dot cross, C R O S S at R-R-I-N-S dot com. <laughs> that had a bit of a it's harmony It's a lot of S's, it. I know. <laughs> well, thank you for being here today. We really thank appreciate you your so much knowledge. Thank you time to talk, and um, hopefully I left some aha moments. Yeah. For the snowbirds. And Very the nice. Snowbird dream. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and don't forget, Money Sense airs Saturday from 2 to 3, and Sundays noon to 1. As always, we hope that we have made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Thank you to all our clients who are listening. I know you have a lot of choices, so we appreciate the opportunity to serve you. And at Ellen Becker, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Visit us at ellenbecker.com for more information and have a great rest of your day.